Online. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. I want to share with you about uh, a king named Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king of the most largest empire in the face of the earth in those days. And uh, peoples, nations, languages who dwell on earth, he was known for the grandeur, the majesty of a large empire. But in the midst of all his magicians, all his leaders, satraps and governors and so on and so forth, there were three children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so he said, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God has wrought toward me. It did because of the three boys. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. All because of three boys. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. All because of three Hebrew children who had the anointing of God. And so again, this king had another dream. Now, you see, let's take a look historically before we move into the subject of mental illness. From the year 70, as the Roman Empire delivered the biggest blow into the city of Jerusalem, uh, the destruction of Jerusalem per se and Judea was completed in 135 after Christ. So you're talking about 135 years, almost a, se- a century in, a, in, a, in, a, in 35 and a third. And so he takes captive all the people in Jerusalem who really were the most intelligent, the most sophisticated, the, the, those that were gifted in all kinds of arts and crafts. But in the midst of that were three boys. And these three boys begin in under captivity in Babylon. They begin to be discovered as the children that would uh, actually read the dreams and visions that this man was having. And of course, we've been through several of these chapters, you know, the large stature and, and referring to the four kingdoms in, uh, uh, of the earth and after the... the uh, after the Babylon, the, the Medo-Persian Empire, and then, of course, you know, uh, the next, and so on, and so on. And so now, Nebuchadnezzar was resting in his great palace, and he saw a dream. Now, I've told you before that when you see a dream and a vision, there are different things. For instance, a dream is something that during your sleep, you rest. But it says he saw a dream. He saw from a point of position. He's in bed and out of body he is seeing the dream from the outside which made him afraid. And the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head trouble me. Usually when the environment that you live in is filled with uh, inconsistencies, uh, people that you've never seen before, uh, uh, people that you've never been exposed to, uh, you're going to have a dream. For instance, let's say I'm, 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 I'm here with you now, 
and suddenly 50 Georgia football players come in and they fill this whole room. Well, I'm going to go for the dogs immediately. You know, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the dog. Now, the night after that experience, I'm going to think of what I saw. The players, the football players. The same thing with Nebuchadnezzar. His kingdom is filled with people around him, and he saw something. But what he saw was very, very much uh, uh, interesting, because it was a revelation of God to deal with him now. This is the king in charge of the Babylon 70-year captivity. (coughs) And so during this time, God is dealing with the king of Babylon. Under him are about uh, a million people in the rivers of uh, Shebar camped out there. And Jeremiah is dealing with them and ministering to them and speaking to them a word from God. And suddenly, God began to deal with the king who has all the subjects of of, of, of the men, of the people of God. The people of God in the earth at that time was the Hebrew people. That nobody else they would worship God except the Hebrew people. And so, he has another dream. And the three children are now going to be involved. And so, he made a decree in the kingdom that the wise men of Babylon before him would come to decipher. No one could decipher. And so, they finally, he finally remember the three young men. And so Daniel came in and before him, whose name is Belchizer, chapter 4, according to the name of my God, in whom is the spirit of holy gods, and before him I told the dream. This is the mind of Nebuchadnezzar. That's what I call mental illness. See, he begins the chapter, on chapter 4, how great are his signs. And how mighty are his wonders. But when he gets to verse 8 of chapter 4, he is referring to the spirit of the holy gods again. His duality. Mental illness begins when you cannot make up your mind as to who you are, what you're doing, what's in front of you. You seem to falter between thoughts as if the thoughts are in your mind and you lose your thought process. You, you don't develop anything. It's like a car which the rear end is up above the the ground, and you're rolling the wheels back and forth, wondering how fast you're going and where you're going. And so mental illness is movement without direction, without principle, without base, without foundation. It's lostness. It's confusion. And so he speaks to Belchizer, of course Daniel in this sense, Master the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods are in you. Notice that, notice that he cannot make his mind about God. He's referring now to the holy gods and, uh, and, uh, and dealing with holy gods that are in, in Daniel, but not on him. Tell me the vision of my dream I have seen and the interpretation thereof. Now, in this chapter 4, in this dream, that the three boys are involved with Belchizer and, and, and are involved with, uh, uh, with Nebuchadnezzar. He tells the dream. Notice that the last dream about the statue with a head of gold and the arms of silver and the, and the, the legs of iron and the feet of bronze and, 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 and mud. The dream is not told. 
But in this dream he says, I saw, behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. So he saw a large tree, strong, reaching to the heavens, in the sight thereof to all the earth, and the leaves were fair, fruits thereof. Was in the in all the meat was under the beasts of the field, the shadow under it, the fowls of heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all the flesh was fed was fed in it. And so he sees this large tree, and of course the tree is the symbol of the Babylonian Empire, meaning that it's describing who is Nebuchadnezzar and what he has under him. And so it it points out that Nebuchadnezzar is a very powerful king, very intelligent, very able, very qualified. You know, in the early days, you slaughter uh, all the people that you conquer. But Nebuchadnezzar would take them, teach them a craft, and expand their lives, and build the kingdom upon the people that he had to do it. And so he says this, I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold a watcher, and a holy one who came down from heaven. So he sees an angel. Now why is it that this is really important? It's because when God is dealing with you, all the time there's an infraction of a a, a sign from God that He's in control and in touch of all of this. In other words, dreams that are without direction, are suggestions of the enemy, or you ate too much fish the night before. But in this sense, what you see here is that God is orchestrating the rebuilding, the conviction, the thoughts, the dreams of this man in order to bring him to him. Interesting, isn't it? He is in charge of all the million people at River Shebar, the... the, uh, uh, the people of Israel that was captive by the two deportations, the first and the second, in which different types of people were deported into Babylon. Babylon is the place where Israel is in captivity, the Hebrew people is in captivity. At the same time, God is dealing with the king. And so you, you, kind of, uh, you kind of begin getting a hint here that what God is doing with this man is actually preparing him to, to allow the people of God to return to Israel. There's a time, there's a moment. And mental illness is the condition of a mind who doesn't recognize God as the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. So I might say to you that if you are someone who cannot recognize the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, uh, of Jacob uh, you are mentally ill. You're just Nebuchadnezzar. Because you can't see the hand of God and you can't have any idea what God is doing in the lives of people. He cried aloud and said thus, Hew down the tree and cut off his branches. Shake off his leaves, the leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from the branches. Nevertheless, in other words, hew down the tree, cut it down to the stock, cut it down to the bottom, cut it down to the trunk. A tree fell in the back of my house. It was a hundred feet tall. It was the largest one I had there. A hundred feet is a football field. It's a monster. 
When it fell during the storm we had in Athens in June the 9th, it, it blocked the Gulf course a hundred feet in. And so in the morning, I could hear the machines and, and uh, uh, doing the cutting and, 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 the, and the tractors. And it was a busy morning with them trying to clear that tree from the, from the fairway. And, but it, when it came to the bottom of that tree, the trunk of it, which is about eight feet long, and a massive feet long, they began to cut, but the, it would, they wouldn't be able to cut it. And so I can, I can sympathize with his dream because I've seen a trunk of a hundred feet tall tree. And, uh, and so uh, they would not be able to deal with it. And so what they did was, don't kill the tree. I want you to do this uh, uh, cover with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field and let it be wet in the dew of heaven and let this portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Now, if the tree symbolizes the Babylonian power, it symbolizes Nebuchadnezzar and all his power, God is, uh, <coughs> God is saying to, <coughs> God is saying to, to Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not going to be done with you. I'm going to leave the stump down there because I want to rebuild you. But I, you need to be humbled. You need to be humbled. You can't continue to be who you are having two sides and two views of who I am. So I'm going to cut you down and bring you down. Let his heart be changed from a man's and let a beast's heart given unto him. In other words, after he brought him down to literally nothing, God began to say, I'm going to take your heart of flesh of a human being and give you a beast heart, give you an animal heart. And for there you're going to be in Passover me seven times, which is seven years. Can God change someone's mind about something they made up already and they won't resist and all not change? Yes, he can. If you think about Saul, when he could not get along with David, when he was persecuting David, David recognized in Saul the anointed one and would not kill him. He had the chance to in, in, in Angeti, but he decided not to. And so after that, a spirit of confusion, a spirit of bitterness, a spirit of anger came upon Saul, and Saul began to look for the witch of Undor. And as he began to communicate with Saul to the witch of Undor, which is witchcraft, God just took his life by using his own sword. Mental illness can destroy your life completely. But if God is in charge of your life and working your situation, you're going to realize that uh, things can be different. God can restore you completely. See, mental illness is when you hide in your own thoughts, in your own ideas. You don't relate to anybody else. You are a man and, and, and that depends on you by yourself. And you never humble yourself. You are, you are going to get it through and done according to your way. That's mental illness. Because God will lead you to make a decision. And He will decide to change your decision. You see, God is trying to accomplish a process in your life. Not to simply just put a, put a sword through your heart like in Saul's case. 
He's trying to accomplish a purpose. He's trying to accomplish a meaning. And he'll do everything he can. Remember, he did not cut the tree down and took... The, in the case of my tree, in my backyard, you see, they took the tree and the stump out of the ground. And they began to cut on it. And they spent three days with saws everywhere. They couldn't do it. It was too thick. And the only thing they could have done is to make a hole as big as the stump. And so the, the truck, the, the big rig came in and pulled that stump, you know, the big long arm, you know, and there's a machine down there, pulling that stump off the ground and moving to the side because they couldn't remove it or cut. And they made a hole in the ground and they put it down and buried it. So I have a stump buried in my backyard as big as the pool. It's big. I don't think God wants to do that to you. I think God is trying to restore you to listen to Him and to do His will. And, and, uh, and you need to hear. You need to know. Because mental illness is when you are embedded into your own thought process, into your own ideas, into your plans. How do I know I'm balanced? Well, I can hear people talking to me and see if they have a better idea than I have. I know I'm balanced when I'm able to hear the voice of others in their needs and I'm supposed to teach and supply and bring to them a thought and, 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 and begin to work with them. In other words, the fruits are the indicative of the presence of God. The fruits are indicative of the direction of God. Not what you have in mind and store. What God does is what you follow. And so, Nebuchadnezzar is given a heart of an animal. This dream I, Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belchizer, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirits of the holy God are upon you. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar, when are you going to recognize that the, 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 the holy gods that are in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can be in you? So, so mental illness is the absence of conviction that God is in charge of your life. You're lost in your wonder, in your mind. You have no desire, no, no thought. But when you begin to recognize the presence of God in your mind, in your heart, in your life, then God begins to work things out slowly and gently, but surely. Easy does it. Amen? Easy does it. And so, uh, Daniel, whose name was Belchizer, was astonished for an hour. I would be too. <laughs> By God, you're telling me that you're going to get Nebuchadnezzar and put a heart of animal in him and take him to pasture like an animal. And so, really, really, uh, he was astonished for an hour. But it, listen to this. The heart of, of, of Belchizer, Daniel, didn't stay 15 years trying to figure out what to do next. One hour. Most people that are caught up into mental illness of different kinds are simply lost in time. Belchazza had an hour of confusion. He was astonished. It is a very, 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 very Interesting drama that God is about to do with the largest king of the whole earth, Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, the man who had palaces upon palaces. 
And so the king, and his thoughts troubled him. I'll be troubled also. And, 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 that, and the king spoke and said, Belshazzar, let not the dream of your interpretation thereof trouble you. Nebuchadnezzar saw in Daniel a pale face. Oh my God, what's going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar? Wow! Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, the dream to be them who hate you, the interpretation thereof of your enemies. When Daniel heard the king's dream, the interpretation which the Lord gave to him literally terrified him even so much as his countenance was changed. I can't believe this. And so he began right away. I like to be there as a fly on the wall just to listen to Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar as the hour passed. You know, Belshazzar is thinking, oh, oh God, what's going to happen to my king? Lord, speak to me. Lord, have mercy upon me. i never seen something so ugly. Uh, to have a heart of a hard a heart of an animal to be, to be in the field. Because if you look at chapter, at verse 25, the interpretation is very clear. Verse 25 was repeated twice on chapter 4. That they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you to eat grass as oxen. And they shall wet you with the dew of heaven. Meaning, you're going to be on your fours eating grass. And seven times shall pass over you. In other words, seven years. Till you know that the Most High rules in the, in the kingdom of men. And gives to it whosoever he wills. In other words, until you must understand that what you call holy gods, it is the high God. Notice that mental illness is parallel to the idea of not identifying God as the Creator, the Savior, the Lord of life. You have to have that type of understanding. You have to have that type of knowledge. Because when you are totally lost in the world, you are like an animal. Listen, you don't bathe well. You don't clean yourself up. You don't cut your fingernails. You don't wash your clothes. The place you live is a shamble. You are not able to have peace because your mind wanders in the middle of the night and you can't properly sleep. How do I know that I'm healed? That I recognize my God? When I snore all night long and I just praise Him and give Him glory. When I wake up and go to the bathroom, I can say, Hallelujah! Because I know He's my Father, my God, my Redeemer, my Savior, and I am in His arms completely every single day of my life. Just recognizing who God is is a sign of health. Are you mentally ill? Are you? And of course, and they shall drive you from men. Now listen, you, you have clothing upon you, and about a six months, it's not there anymore. So you can say that Nebuchadnezzar 
stayed in the fields with the beasts without any clothing. And your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You know what it is to be to be up in the field, snakes coming by, birds, cockroaches. I don't like cockroaches. You know, in Brazil, the cockroach climbs the, the water lines and comes up to your sink. And I have a little medication there. Every morning I just pour a little bit of it and says, and I top it with the hygiene paper. <coughs> I don't want cockroaches around my room. I don't want little little creatures scrabbling all around my bed. I, I just I just am not gonna be around insects. Seven years indicates that he made his home with the beasts. They shall make you eat grass as oxen. And seven years shall pass over you until you know that the most holy rules in the kingdom of man and gives it to whosoever he wills. In other words, he's overtaken by the amount of wealth he had. You know, he built a, a, a kiln and he built a statue uh, uh, inlaid with gold. It was about, uh, I mean, seven stories high. I mean, this king is, is wealthy. Nations upon nations upon nations of the world serve him. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. So I want you to know that when, when Belshazzar saw and understood the dream, he was almost paralyzed and and emotionally overtaken in his mentality, he was he was he was impressed. He was bothered. He was torn. I can't believe this. And for one hour, and what he simply says that while Belshazzar is thinking about that hour as to what to do, in the same hour, King Nebuchadnezzar became an animal. He was driven from man. Eat, did eat the grass of the fields as an oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. At the same hour. Meaning sometimes the interpretation that God gives upon you in a dream, if contains time, it's not something that lasts six months, a year. Mental illness is running away from the mind of God as to what God wants to do with you. It is putting your life into a clock that clicks without any, any whatsoever direction. The Lord told me this week to go to Brazil. Now I went to Brazil. And every morning the agenda was different. And I spent seven days dealing with all kinds of things. For the first time I saw eight people serving 150 children a warm meal. 
I saw a missionary, Kathy Fallon, working two hours on making a bird out of a piece of paper. Teaching the children how to do it. And they're sitting around her, about 20 or 30 of them, and she's teaching them to do that. You see, the mind that serves God has purpose in it. The mind that does not serve, serve God but serve yourself has no purpose in it. You get bored. And when you're bored, it's because you are mentally ill. When you're not bored, it's when you're tackling that which God gives you to do so the people of God will be blessed. And so God will use you as a, as a voice, as a hand, as a, as a witness to the whole wide world. And you serve in that capacity. You come home broken down and happy and joyful. Just like Jonathan Dunn going to Peru last week. He came back hurting. But it was done. Now, at the end of, uh, at the, end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lift up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned to me. What do you mean understanding returned to me? He is out of, out, of, uh, out of mental illness. God says seven years. At the seventh year, in the month of December, the 31st of December, when the clock ticked, 12.01, meaning January 1st, he saw his fingernails. They were too long, and he wanted to get rid of them. He saw his hair to up to his waist. He saw his broken face, his broken fingers. He saw his body dilapidated. He saw his countenance drastically changed as he breathed the air and became hungry for regular food instead of animal food. I, I blessed the Most High and I praised and honored Him who lives forever, whose dominion is everlasting dominion and His kingdom is from generation to generation. A friend of mine this week called me and said, you don't believe what happened. When I opened my door of my apartment, somebody was breaking in in the back door and trying to get inside of my house. I opened the door real fast and chased him down. And he had a knife. And I began to pray with him, began to minister to this man who was mentally ill. In other words, he was looking for something to eat, something to rob, and suddenly the power of the Holy Spirit Chase him down and brought him into conviction. In other words, I wonder if you need to be chased by the Holy Spirit to be convicted that you are in the clock of Nebuchadnezzar, not on the clock of God. Are we on time, John? Okay. I hope that this will minister to you today and that you'll be able to understand that Nebuchadnezzar came back to the Lord, after his experience, he got his mind back. God bless you. Eu quero ser um testemunho, remove o erro e crie o bem em mim. 